0: What's going on everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with the journey of a new entrepreneur podcast and we've got a special episode today and a special one because this is going to be a little mini-sode because usually I don't talk about like the nuts and the bolts of business but I've kind of had this new rebirth and passion for uh, wanting to make sure that my finances are right in my business and in talking with a lot of you guys. I know that's really a big problem, uh, for a lot of you guys that are listening. Some people, some of you guys are just starting up or wanting to start and you have a crap ton of questions as well. So here's what I did. I went to the well and I got the pro and we're actually going to share, uh, I don't know, two or three or four, uh, tips for you running your own finances on your business. So this is going to be good stuff. Now, I've got Dan Plato with me again today. And now, Dan, you don't know this. I actually haven't told you this, but you are my most popular podcast episode. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and why? Why in the hell is the one that says the bookkeeper? Why is the bookkeeper the most popular episode? I've got episodes about guys going from like 100,000 to like 500,000, 100,000 a year to 500,000 a month. That one's not as popular as the bookkeeper. I've got the guy that went from zero to a million dollars. That one's not, not as popular, but for some reason, the bookkeeping guy is Mr. Popular. So I'm glad to have you back.
1: We just make make sweet music, Bobby. I just make sweet music.
0: I guess so. So listen, Dan, I kind of want to keep this one short. I just wanted to throw a little nugget out there for the listeners because, uh, like I said, we we typically don't do this, the how-tos and the nuts and the bolts. But this is a really, really important one and, frankly, can get you in a lot of trouble if you don't do it right. So um, I appreciate you joining me today. And I'm, uh, take 30 seconds, tell the guys who you are, tell them a little bit about blue skies and, and what you got going on. And then I want to kind of jump into this thing. So, so who are you real quick?
1: Yeah. So, um, and to, to frame it up, I mean, I, I agree. I think this is just important because as we start out on our entrepreneurial journey, we know what we're doing and why we're doing it, but we, it goes in the background that we actually need to keep track of it. And there's <laughs> repercussions to keeping track of it. That um, little thing. <laughs> It just gets forgotten, right? Um, And we can make it be super helpful to our business and help us make more money. So that's kind of the point. But so Dan Plata from Blue Sky Services, we have... I don't know, between four and six locations at any given point in time between investments and operations. And so, and we've just got our hands in a lot of cool stuff. So we do interior home cleaning, we do exterior, you know, windows, soft wash, gutters, holiday lights, that that game. Um, and then we have an admin business as well. So we do recruiting for a lot of people across the country, um, whether they're hiring techs or salespeople or whatever. Um, and we have a bookkeeping business as well, um, just purely focused on our industry, on the service business um, and lending our expertise that we had to to build and grow as we expanded our own business and had some goofy complexities with it all um, and want to be able to you know leverage that for a lot of other people in our industry where it 's maybe not their strong suit and not their passion so
0: yeah. And, and you've got the credentials. I mean, just your businesses, the ones that uh, that you're, you know, partner in and, and running, you guys are doing millions a year. And uh, not to mention what you're managing for, for other people on top of it. So I mean, like you've been there, you've done that. You've got the education on top of it. You know what the heck you're doing,
1: right? I hope so. I'd like to think so. I yeah, guess you I, you tell me. I I would I
0: hope you know what you're doing cuz you're you're like helping guide my ship over here, you know, in Orlando. So I I think you're doing a pretty damn good job if I, if I say so. I appreciate that. I I I That's came, the
1: First time you told me that. Usually you tell me how stupid I am. I appreciate you saying that.
0: <laughs> no, I don't tell you how stupid. You're I tell you how stupid you make me feel. So Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> But I, I will say this. I want to keep this episode real short. I'm hoping to keep it to 10 minutes. I don't think I'm going to succeed. Maybe we can keep it to 15. But uh, but for the listeners out there, because we're going to get into like three little easy tips here. Um, Dan's business, uh, I took a, a steamy pile of poop and said, Dan, here's my books. Well, uh, please help. And, oh, my God, dude, I, I think you got them straightened out. I think it took three weeks. Which I actually had another bookkeeper that I had been working on it for me for like four months, and the reason it took you three weeks is I think it took you two weeks to undo what he did and then one week to to get
1: everything back in order so, uh, so guys, it was about twenty days to undo what he did in one day to, <laughs> <go> back.
0: <laughs> to do it back yeah so, but anyway um it, it's it's been great, so uh just uh an unbiased uh well i it's not unbiased but uh, unsolicited testimonial dan you do great and and i appreciate it and highly recommend so dan help us out here let's just make this quick shotgun style this may not be the prettiest podcast we've ever done but it's going to be a really effective helpful one um i think i think you said you got three things for me i can't remember i said two or four you got three things that are going to be really important for guys that are starting out so if you're listening get your pen get your paper if you're driving don't do that right now just go home get a pen and paper and re-listen to this thing Dan, what's the first thing you got for guys starting out to make sure that they're going to do their finances right?
1: Sure. So the most straightforward and and easy to remember is just staying on top of it. Um, Similar, like the scenario you pointed out, Mm -hmm. things got behind and as you get behind on your books, uh, it becomes that much harder to dig back into because it becomes a steaming pile of poop and nobody wants to dive into a steaming pile of poop. (laughs) So if you can... Our our rule at Blue Skies is we get it caught up every single week. Um, even if you wait till the end of the month to catch it up, like I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, Bobby. So yeah. if there's transactions that are a month old, I don't know where they go. I don't remember what they were. Like the chance that I get it right, code it right for for business, you know, information purposes and for legal purposes, that goes down. Yeah. Um, and so so just staying on top of it is, I'll say you know, 90% of it's just showing up. And if you just do that, like you're going to have a very healthy set of books that is actually informational and has all of your transactions in it to give you some information that you can use to run your business better. So for sure, that's the most important, I'd say.
0: So, so kind of ironically, the first advice from the numbers guy isn't even, it, it kind of reminded me of a Dave Ramsey kind of thing where he talks about, you know, personal finance it's only 10% math and it's 90% behavior. So, so the first thing is you've got to be disciplined. You've got to stay on top of these things. And you had mentioned, you know, 30 days down the road, you're going to be forgetting what this expense was, what that expense was. And not only is it legally, it's probably the most important reason to have things in the right, right buckets. But, uh, but even more so is if you don't know, you can't make good decisions. So, 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 so number one, real simple, real short, real sweet guys, do it now, Dan. On day one, um, uh, what what does someone need to do? That is it as simple as getting the fifteen dollars a month QuickBooks uh, QuickBooks Online account? I mean, is that what they what you would recommend for people to be able to stay on
1: top of stuff? Yeah, it's I. I mean, we're we're all used to using technology in this industry now. And so I think that's the the easiest one for guys to pick up. There's um, there's a lot of different options out there. We use QuickBooks online for all of our clients. Mm-hmm. It's not perfectly geared for service businesses, but you can set it up pretty easily to, to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it easy enough to keep track of everything. Everything, you know, downloads automatically from your bank and, and you just put it in the right buckets and, and keep moving and easy to get reports out of. So and it's cost effective. It's not, I mean, for like a base account, like you said, I don't know, it's like 20 or 30.
0: Like, yeah, I don't even think it's 30. I, I, I think it's like 15 or 20, if I remember right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah so. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so that's number one. Let's make this, uh, let's keep this thing short and sweet here. Let's keep moving. Uh, number two. So first, we're gonna stay on top of stuff. Uh, second, big key for guys running their own finances.
1: So where I tend to see people get tripped up, um, and this starts to get a little bit into the technical space, um, but it's very worthwhile knowing Uh, is uh, understand the difference between your profit and loss statement and what goes in there and what hits your balance sheet. So really high level explanation of the two is a balance sheet is just like your personal net worth. It's your business's net worth. It's here's all the things that today at this exact point in time that you own. So that could be uh, like accounts receivable that you have, assets that you have, like literally things that you have a claim to. And then your liabilities, all the stuff that people have claims against you for, so what you own, and then what you owe, and then your equity is basically everything that's left over. That's your net worth, right? So a balance sheet is just a statement of a point in time. Here's all the stuff as it sits today. The profit and loss statement is a statement that shows your, your operations over a period of time. So not just as of today, but like, how did I do over the last month? or the last year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really focused less on your net worth. It's what's going to pump into your net worth at the end of the year, right? So um, what's, that, band- what's that
0: P&L look like? So like, just like real, like say if you had, we're going to give like three lines or four lines. So, so a P&L, I know the first answer. The very top part, so a P&L is just like a, a, a sheet, a spreadsheet, if you will, where the very top line is how much money came in, right? So yeah. this much money came in. And then like what's the rest of it look like? We're subtracting stuff from that top number at that point, right?
1: I mean I mean like it's it's two things. And you already got the first one, it's what came in over a period of time, mm-hmm. and the second one is what went out over the same period of time, and then the end result is what's left. Hopefully, and so left.
0: The, hopefully that's the last one's a positive number not a you want
1: it to be a positive it's good <laughs> if it's black and not red and then whatever's left you know at the end of said point in time is going to pump into your mm-hmm. your net worth at the end of the year right so it's like if you made a hundred thousand dollars like now that's in that's that's like retained earnings it goes you know it's mm-hmm. on your balance sheet at the end of the year if you lose money it still goes you know it's yeah. it's what you are going after the year so um but the p l is usually the profit and loss is what we use to understand our performance over a period of time mm-hmm. it's going to end up on the balance sheet and end up in our net worth but if we're going to assess how we did this month this quarter whatever we're usually looking at the L to say how did my operations do
0: now let me ask this dan so okay so let me give you two examples so if i have a one thousand dollar marketing expense or a one thousand dollar uh, I had to buy some odd and end fittings and this and that and some some equipment and chemicals and stuff for the business. That's We're going to put that on my P&L. So at the beginning of the month, we brought, you know, or not at the beginning of the month, but at the end of the month, we brought in $20,000 and then I spent 10000 of that 20 on labor and then I have a $1,000 that I spent on this made-up expense. That goes on the P&L. Now, if I buy a truck that month, let's say I buy a $12,000 truck does that still go in the PNL side or does that go over on
1: the balance sheet side uh, in, in this scenario, scenario? Yep. And that's, so that's the perfect example of where we tend to get tripped up because it feels like an expense. It feels like it's going on our profit and loss statement, but the, the legal threshold is $2,500. Mm-hmm. So anything that costs more than 2,500, that's like a specific bucket of like, here's this asset, if you will, here's this truck if it's over 2,500, the government says we need to claim that as an asset on our balance sheet. Um, and we need to depreciate it over time. Sometimes there's some, there's some rules that we can depreciate it all in year one. And so it kind of acts like an expense. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to put that on our balance sheet. If we have a loan against it, if we owe, you know, if we own this asset, if we owe money against it, that loan's going to go on our balance sheet as well. The, uh, the breakout of the interest payment that we make each month on that loan, that's going to go on our PL. that's not paying off the vehicle or paying off the loan on the vehicle. It's just the bank's charge for giving us that money. And that's an expense that we would take to the profit and loss statement. But that vehicle itself and the payment of the loan, that portion that pays down the principal, just like, you know, your home mortgage or whatever, you, you pay some principal down, you pay some interest on it. Um, the principal is going to pay the loan off and the interest is going to get expensed on your, profit and loss statement. So, and it's the same if it's a truck, if it's, uh, you know, a new soft wash skid or whatever, that's 10 grand, whatever mm-hmm. it is, if it's over 2,500, you're going to take it to your balance sheet and then your CPA, you know, whoever you hire to help you with your taxes is going to depreciate that over time, uh, from a ta- for, for tax implications. So it, it eventually, you know, lowers your tax burden, but it's going to get spread out over the useful life of that asset instead of just all right when you yeah. buy it.
0: Okay. Very so good. Perfect. And then last thing, as we're moving along, trying to stay efficient here, uh, because I think you said you had three of them. What's the last one you got for us?
1: So, you know, as you dig into that profit and loss statement, and like I said earlier, that's really where you're going to assess how your operations are doing. Are Are you making money? Are you not making money? Having a system in there that creates the most information for your business so that when you go look at it, you're not scared of it. You're not like oh god I don't know what it means. You're looking at it with the purpose of how are how's my labor spend doing? What's my percentage of labor? What's my percentage of supplies? Um, you know, am I am I frugal or am I spending a bunch of money here and there? How is my uh, you know my contracting for annual expenses like insurance going? Um, so creating the buckets that will give you information to make decisions in isolation if you make if you know which buckets to put stuff in mm-hmm. and you can make decisions around those buckets um, without you know getting overwhelmed by a massive sheet um, it'll just help you be that much smarter it'll help you make uh, better decisions that will obviously you know running a business is only an exercise of decision making at the end of the day it's just one decision yeah. after another the better you are at it is based on how much information you have to make that decision with and that's what makes you more money so All if right. you Understand how to make decisions with the buckets on your profit and loss statement. It'll help you make a lot more money.
0: So Dan, so I'm a listener. I'm just starting this up. I've heard the term P and L before, but I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about buckets. Okay. So for the, for that listener right now, let's just use like my business for an example because mm-hmm. I use you to do my business's bookkeeping. So give examples mm-hmm. of these buckets within
1: my business and how, how that helps us. Sure. And, and your business and all of our other clients and anybody in the service industry, these buckets will, will be synonymous. They work for everybody. So the first one, and the one I think that we probably all know about is cost of goods sold, right? It's basically anything you can tie to what happens out in the field. It's the things that you need directly to happen out in the field to get the job done. So your labor, your supplies, the fuel to get you there, like all of that, that happens out in the field, cost of goods sold. Now you have a bunch of expenses that are left and we have four buckets for those expenses. And this, so, so the cost of goods sold will help you make decisions around the efficiency in the field. Are your guys being productive? Are they wasting time? Mm-hmm. Are they with supplies, whatever, like you're managing the crew out in the field with that piece of information. Um, and that's where you focus that decision. The rest of it, There's a ton of money flying out the door there. Um, And so putting it in different buckets to help you think through when you need to make decisions and how to make those decisions. So one that we all know and use is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. We want to our marketing spend because as we all know, we want to reduce our acquisition costs. We need to be able to measure how much we spent on marketing, how many new clients we got, where we spent the money. And calculate our acquisition costs to be better marketers go get clients for cheaper mm-hmm. um so we bucket marketing we bucket um operating costs so all the things that like support what happens in the field but don't necessarily happen exactly in the field um and we bucket those in two different buckets for operating costs one is variable and one is fixed so i'll say so fixed first so, so fixed is decisions that, and, and it's about how you make the decision. Fixed is a decision that you're going to make once a year. So it's like contracting stuff. It's rent, it's insurance, it's interest uh, from like a bank negotiation mm-hmm. of setting up a loan, right? Um, they're decisions that you won't make every day, but when you make them, they're going to be big. And so the, the level of your fixed expenses is a good measure of your negotiating skills and your contracting skills and right sizing for your business. So, so we have some targets that we use in our business to like specifically talk about fixed expenses. Are we negotiating? Well, are we contracting? Well, variable operating expenses are all the expenses that you have day to day that don't necessarily go right out to the field. And it's a decision that comes up kind of sporadically and spontaneously. The bigger your business is, the more of these decisions pop up. Like, Meals and entertainment, employee engagement expenses, um, auto repairs and maintenance, mm-hmm. things that are going like, to go up with the level of activity in your business. And every time a decision comes at you, you need to decide, are you going to throw money at the problem or the solution? Or are yep. you going to use uh, your time, right? Yep. So like auto repairs and maintenance or equipment repairs and maintenance. If you have a gearhead in your group, you might just say like, Jimmy, like take that pressure washer apart and see what you can do with it. Or you might say, nah, I'm taking it down to the local shop and I'm going to pay them a few hundred bucks to, ch- you know, check this thing out. Okay. Um, so variable is a good measure of your frugality, like how much you can, you know, rig yourself um, and save on those immediate expenses versus throwing money at a problem. Um, so we see more frugal business owners with really low variable costs and, you know, guys that are, you know. Valuing their time higher with higher variable costs because they're like, that's not worth my time I'm gonna pay somebody to take care of it. Yeah, again supports what happens on the field It just doesn't happen directly in the field. The last one uh, In the service business is like the swag. It's just like whatever's left. It's the slush and that's admin We don't have a ton of admin. It's usually Mm -hmm. us maybe an office manager, maybe a salesperson or two, whatever it is You know some copy paper or folders for your sales team to take out so it kind of supports marketing but it also, you know, it's like the software maybe to support the guys in the field, but it's still happening in the office. So um, it's really stuff that it supports everything, if you will, but mm-hmm. it doesn't belong anywhere else. So it ends up an admin. Um, and that's that's just a measure of uh, – is are we paying ourselves too much for the right size of the business or, you know, do we have to grow the business to pay for ourselves or is our, you know, do we, are we hiring too many people for the actual amount of work that we have? Like we got too much back office staff. So yeah. we call like the fat of business. Like is your business skinny or is it fat? That ends up in admin. Are yeah. you, are you, you know, in the corporate world, you get a lot of admin, right? Like you hear about how slow things move in the corporate world. Cause you need 20 people to make a decision. To That's a piece huge admin call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's have three meetings to talk about the same thing, and yeah, you, well, <laughs> this person hasn't signed it yet, so we need to have another meeting to get them in, and we all need to sit in it. Um, and so that ends up in admin. So those, those are the five buckets. I'll so quick rehash. So cost of goods sold is a measure of your efficiency in the field and how well they do. Your variable operating costs are a measure of your frugality in the operations that support okay. what happens in the field. Your fixed costs are a measure of how well you contract and negotiate for the Mm -hmm. things that support what happens in the field. Marketing, how well you acquire new clients. Admin, are you fat or are you skinny? Um, That's five, right? That's the five buckets. Okay. And so you can, every single decision that you make in your business falls into one of those buckets and you can hone in on, well, like how am I as a spender? I better look at my variable costs. Oh, they're kind of out of line. Like, I'm traveling too much. I'm spending too much, mm-hmm. you know, on meals and entertainment or I'm, you know, like I'm living too large yeah. um, in my business. And so I got to, you know, pair that back and try to get it back in a business model that makes sense. So,
0: well, Hey, real quick. Cause I know uh, f- first off guys, listeners, I'm sorry. I told Dan to keep this simple as shit. And, um, my brain's exploding. because He just doesn't, he just can't do it. It's just like, he's, he's just geared for this stuff. But um, Dan,
1: just get a little carried away. I get a little carried away.
0: <laughs> well, we've got a couple more minutes. We need to talk, but before we move on, I know people are going to ask this question. So let's just beat them to it. Give some rough, ideal percentages. And I know it changes for a business that's doing a hundred thousand versus a business that's doing a million. So let's say mm-hmm. if your business is, for a business doing, you know, $400,000 a year, uh, you know, so they're not big, they're not little, you know. Um, give me some some rough percentages where people, each one of those buckets should be uh, in their business, real fast. Just rattle it off. Don't don't go deep because we don't have that much time. So, All right, you know, so, so cost,
1: this, of sold, cost, cost of goods sold, 45%.
0: Okay, so yeah. for everyone listening, because this is yep. the one where guys get stuck a lot, is if you're, so if you're over 45%, in your business that size you're probably paying your guys too much more than likely that's probably where it's going now if you're like me my actual supplies are a little high which dan keeps beating me over the head every month to get my supply costs down but but uh, that's a big one where guys get stuck a lot is on the cogs and the the tech labor i'm so okay so cost of goods yep. sold 45 percent is a good target
1: it's a good target. And I'm I'm talking like the exterior cleaning world. Soft washers maybe a little bit lower, window cleaners maybe a little bit higher, but right around in that, you know, 40 45 to 5ish. Okay. Yep. Um uh I'll save admin for last. Marketing 15% is a good target. You're going to have months, you know, where you're at 20 and you're going to have really slow months where you're at 0 or 5%. Mm-hmm. And these percentages are annual, right? We're in seasonal businesses, so like every month is a little bit different. These are your long-term targets mm-hmm. across a year. Marketing in- around 15% is a good level. And that's uh, for a
0: company that's like wanting to aggressively grow, right? That would, that would be a fairly high marketing expense, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I'm not like super, super aggressively, like I've, you know, we, you can spend more if you're super aggressive, you can spend less if you're trying to remain stable. I mean, yeah. you're super aggressive. I know you're spending a little bit more, but like there's an <laughs> yeah. intent, right? So, yeah. so, but so 15% is like a good average and, it, okay. and like you said, it depends on what you're shooting for. 15% is a good average variable and fixed costs. Both like five percent. Um, okay. and and they'll fluctuate depending on the size of your business, but if you can keep your total operating costs at like ten percent between the two of those, that's a good level. Admin, ten to fifteen percent. Ten is a great target. I haven't seen anybody hit it yet. Mm-hmm. Fifteen is kind of a more realistic number where we all hang in and, and you know, we're also, you know, running these businesses, we're also all trying to make money for ourselves too. Yeah. And if you pay yourself a salary, it ends up there. So 10 to 15 percent um you know depending on the size of your business so if you're at 45 15 for marketing five for variable five for fixed and then 15 for admin you'll you'll net 15 percent operating margin which yeah. over the course of the year is a fairly healthy margin if you can get 20 25 like that's awesome if you're if you're pushing to grow and you're spending money to grow, fifteen percent is a good level. And I don't know many people in our industry that are like, I think I'll just sit still this year and yeah. like coast where I end up. Like pretty much everybody's like, no, I'm trying to grow. Like right now the economy's good, I want to make some gravy. So fifteen percent while you're investing in growth is a good, good, healthy operation. All right, so
0: good stuff. All right, so Dan, I want to go to the next point here. And then, and we got to shut this down because I was foolish and thought we could do this in 10 minutes. That didn't happen. But, uh, no. <clears throat> so listen, uh, I'm the kind of guy like when you start talking, like I understand the wor- like the words that you are using. I'm like, Oh, I, I too speak English. I've heard these words before, but my eyes kind of gloss over. I'm like, I hate this shit. I hate it. I want to go out. I want to tell someone about my product. I want to sell it to them. I want to like build a team, but I don't want to deal with this stuff. So I actually just pay someone to do it. And it happens to be you, which is why you're on my podcast. But um,
1: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And, and I appreciate you being on here. You're adding value for me. We're helping each other out here. But um, there's some guys that they don't want to do it on their own. And maybe their eyes don't gloss over, but maybe they need some more direction and that's one reason I wanted to bring you on cuz I know you're about to do a workshop coming up here pretty soon. I had actually posted a month or so ago saying, "Hey guys, I think this I posted on Facebook and I'm like, I think we this could be a really cool thing. If if financials aren't your your strong point, I think I can talk Dan into doing a class and um we had enough people that were interested yeah, that you're yeah. like, yeah, and you're like, hell yeah, we can do this. So um you're doing a class. When is this thing? I can't, I know I'm going, but I don't even remember when it is. So
1: Thursday, September 19th in Nashville, Tennessee
0: in Nash Vegas. All right. So September 19th, uh, it's a Thursday, which I know I'm going to be there cause I'm going to be there the day before for our quarterly mastermind yep. that we're part of. Yep. So, yep. so it's Thursday the 19th. Is it a full day thing? I think, is it like a eight to five kind of thing or what is it? Yep.
1: Yeah, It's going to be a full day thing with, um, kind of intermittent teaching and doing teaching and doing. So it's not just going to be me lecturing because nobody wants to sit through lectures on accounting and bookkeeping. That would be a, uh, so it's an different.
0: actual workshop. It's not just, it's a, it's a workshop. Yeah. We're,
1: we're bringing our computer, we're logging in, we're doing things to transform our business. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk through some stuff and then we're going to execute on it. Cause, cause right. anytime you go to something and you just teach, 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 and you soak up a bunch of information, you get too much. And then it's impossible to do anything with. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how to prioritize it. So we're going to go. We're going to teach it. And we're, we already have it prioritized. And here's the things that we're yeah. going to do to help you leave with, like, an understanding and not just an understanding of what's happening, but an understanding of how to do it and how to do it efficiently and execute on it. So
0: cool. Now, and, and that's what I'm loving about this. Because, like, I endorse, I've endorsed a few things on the, on the show. I've, in, I've endorsed uh, responsive bid because I use it and I believe in it. I've, I've mm-hmm. endorsed Send Jim I use it I believe in it I've endorsed my uh, AdWords guy Zeke because I pay him and he does it um, and, uh, and you too and, and this, uh, this thing and what I love about it is it's not just that teaching thing people are correct me if I'm wrong but people are they're going to bring their computer they're going to sit down and it's not just going to be you I know Mike Dolkey's going to be there who if you guys don't know Mike he's um, he's basically the rain man of service business. <laughs> don't tell him I said
1: that I think, he might be reading it. I think it doesn't matter if I tell him I'm sure he's probably going to listen to your podcast
0: <laughs> I love you Mike I'm kidding Dan's the rain man you're the you're the Tom Cruise so yeah. um <laughs> anyway um so so guys are going to sit there people are going to come they're going to set up their laptop and they're going to actually work through setting up their buckets, work through knowing how to categorize things appropriately with, because you'll probably be shown it all in QuickBooks, right? So you yep. get yep. the QuickBooks online thing. And then I'm looking through the thing right now. It says that you're going to go over topics like owner's pay and distributions. So, uh, the, the right legal way to pay the least amount of taxes with owner's pay and distributions. Um, you know, you're going to help them get their calendar of finance to-dos up and going. So uh, the best time to do bookkeeping, P&L comparisons, reconciling accounts, stuff like that. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about equipment versus expenses, the P&L versus the, the balance sheet. You're going to go into that deeper. Uh, business taxes 101. And then you're, we're also even going to go over mergers and acquisitions, which really isn't I mean, bookkeeping is heavily involved in being able to do those things properly, but if you're growing and scaling your business, Dahlke's going to teach a little kind of bonus session on that as well, right?
1: Well, and and to do any mergers and acquisitions, like you have to know financial statements because you need to know what you're buying, right? So it all kind of wraps up into... If you're trying to grow your business, you can do it two ways. You can either spend a bunch of money, you know, to organically grow your business, mm-hmm. or spend a bunch of money to go buy somebody else's. And you need to know what works better given the current yeah. opportunities that you got. It's it's kind of the culmination of everything is there's a couple different ways you can grow, and we want to help you do it the smartest way possible.
0: Well, listen, I'm excited about this thing. I'm gonna be there for two reasons. One, even though I pay someone to do pay you to do my bookkeeping. I, I just want to have a better working knowledge of how it goes Two, my wife is starting a business and, um, you know, and we're going to kind of, we're bootstrapping it. So I want to have some better tools to be able to manage this stuff for her business while it's small and we're watching all of our expenses and not paying someone to do this. Um, so, so I'm excited guys, listen, uh, September 19th, Nash Vegas. Here's the thing. It's on a Thursday. It couldn't have been on a better time. If you, if you can get there Friday night or Friday night, if you get there Wednesday night, um, someone had already asked me, uh, you know, I've had some people say like, Hey, where should I stay? Airbnbs are probably your best friend in Nashville.
1: Well, Especially in Nashville. If
0: you're wanting to be economical and everything, find a good Airbnb that's not too far from Broadway, kind of the main strip over there. So whenever you're done doing the bookkeeping thing Thursday night, you can go out, hang out, listen, Nashville's amazing. I, I did it for the first time earlier this year and can't wait to come back. And then, uh, and then Friday and Saturday, you can have a, an extra long weekend here and just do the Nashville thing. You can go to Opryland, but I'm not going to Opryland. I'm just I'm staying down there on the strip. Got some buddies that are going. We're going to listen to a lot of music, probably do a lot of other stuff, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, guys, you need to register for this thing. So here's the deal. The price for this thing is $499, okay, so $499, but if you sign up in August, it's $399, so you save $100, Um, but we're uploading this podcast in July, on July 21st, as a matter of fact, if you get it in July, it's $299, so you save a significant amount of money if you sign up for this thing now, if you know you're going to do it, do it sooner because the price is just gonna go up. You're getting a better value early on. Is that is that a good sales pitch for you, Dan? I mean, I mean that's that's think, just
1: honestly a truth, nailed right? It. I think you nailed it. And like you said, it doesn't it this is it's irrelevant if somebody else is doing your books for you. Mm-hmm. Um whoever it is, the you, regardless like you're the one making decisions. So the better you can get at making those decisions, you're better off your team is better off, your business partners are better off. Like it's just an exercise in decision-making and your, your financials would help you make those decisions. So regardless of who you are, your financial position today, how long you've been in business, how big your business is, um, you know, it's just a cool opportunity to get together and, um, really go over the nuts and bolts of how to, how to put it all together and make those decisions and make more money.
0: Perfect. Well, Dan, listen, guarantee
1: oh. that if, if we all get together, we're all going to easily make $500 more more uh, to pay for it by understanding the decisions we make in our business. With, Absolutely. Within the next year, we'll, we'll easily make $500 more if we get our books right. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll de-risk our books massively so that when tax time shows up, like we, we saved at least $500 worth of a headache. Yeah. Uh, so it'll it'll pay for itself. I know that for sure.
0: And and not ju- and the and the great thing is it doesn't pay for it this year. It's going to pay for it next year, and it will save you that money the year following. It, yeah. This is stuff that that you're going to be able to use for your business for a long, well, forever. Quite frankly, yeah. laws yep. change, but principles are going to stay the same. So, Dan, you got anything else for us before we get off here, bro? This has been good stuff. I appreciate you joining.
1: No, nothing specifically. Just I'm excited to see y'all in uh, Nashville, and I'll I'll stay and hang out with you, Bobby. Love, okay. Uh, it's gonna be time. Fun. I'm looking forward to it. So
0: Dan, I'm gonna put you on the spot here
1: because I think I know the answer.
0: Do you listen to my podcasts?
1: I catch the good ones. The good ones. You, so, so here's why I ask I mean, you. I don't, I don't. I think I've listened to all of them because uh, they've all been good so far. So I mean, well,
0: well, here's the thing. Then you know I've been calling you out, and so I don't know if you listen to the end, but I I ask almost everyone this. You know, one horse-sized duck a thousand horse-sized yeah. horses yeah you're the only guy that's chosen the horse-sized duck you're the only one
1: actually no i i chose the the bunch of mini horses i right? no yeah chose no you're right you're right you're right you're right i chose yeah. i chose the massive duck
0: yeah and and everyone i'm like when everyone chooses all the little bitty horses i'm like yeah i agree but dan Plata yeah and so anyway you've lost a lot of respect within the industry man doing this giant duck kids
1: when i slay the duck then uh <laughs> then the, the respect there is i still yeah you know, i, I think by. we
0: have a title for the, this episode dan Plata. Book Slayer Slay duck. duck Slayer.
1: <laughs> That's my. I don't know. Uh, and I've gone duck hunting a few times and I think he would agree that Duck Slayer is maybe not the right name for right me. Name. <laughs> uh, potential, potential Duck Slayer. Uh, duck right. Slayer.
0: Well, listen, I, we forgot one little detail. Guys, if you want to go to the workshop with Dan, you need to go to redhookinvestments.com slash finance workshop. I'm going to put the note in the description for the show here so you don't have to memorize that. But one more time, redhookinvestments.com slash finance dash workshop. All right. So that's going to be in the description. I'm looking forward to it. And here's honestly got God truth. If you come to it and you want to spend a couple extra days down in, in Nashville, plan on hanging out with me because we're going to have go. a great time. Yeah. So Dan, thanks a million guys. I'm going to sign off like I always do. And I'm just going to say this. If you're not doing the things, you know what? My wife is sitting right next to me. You guys can't see her on camera, but I'm going to look at her because she's doing this now because I've been preaching this and she's been scared and fear has held her back and she's now started her own business. So, Melissa, if you're not doing the things that you want, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, what? There's no good reason for it. Go after your dreams, guys. Do what you want. It makes life awesome. Peace out.